Yeah, he was the bat? Batty. Was he the fruit bat? What was that something that we watched where the bat had that? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait. Well, I know Robin Williams has a batty rap in Fern Gully. <laughs> it's pretty good. Fern Gully is the one with the smog monster that's like Tim Curry or something. Somebody. I don't know if it's Tim Curry, but it's one of those. Yes, that's the one. We could just spend this episode reading the whole all of the lyrics to the batty rap because they're n- insane. I watched like four movies in a row in one sitting. That was pretty fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, what four movies? See How They Run. That was good. I saw that. I enjoyed that. I didn't see that one. It started really slow, and then uh, it got a lot better. It really started firing by the end for me. Mm-hmm. Then I saw Amsterdam. That looks good. It's sort of in the same vein. I haven't seen that one yet, though. It was quite the opposite. It started really strong, and by the end, I was pissed off. By the end of the movie, I was mad at the movie. <laughs> um, I also watched uh, Rock and Rolla. Oh, that was a good one. We saw that 2008 one. Two thousand eight Guy Ritchie. That's a good one. Then the fourth one was most of Guillermo del Toro. Pinocchio. I think it's his. Uh, his Pinocchio. Yeah, that looks really cool. I have not seen that. It does look really cool. I don't know. This isn't like a criticism in any way, shape, or form. But like Pinocchio oftentimes looks like he's made out of plastic yeah that happens with cg a lot it's not cg it's stop motion it's not like it's all practical but yeah it is all there's like a thousand hours of footage or something like that jesus yeah i saw one of the behind the scenes of them moving the pieces yeah everything else looks great but pinocchio looked like a fucking weird ass i don't get it so anyhow let's start the show i watched glass onion and puss in boots i haven't seen either of those i watched moneyball it's a great movie (laughs) timely (laughs) and uh what else did i watch i watched something else oh i watched the the christmas one the uh violent night how was that yeah it was uh it was fun (laughs) It it was so stupid but it was fun well we will talk about that right after this and then we'll play the intro and then we'll come back out of the intro Welcome to the Nerdoplexy Movie Review Show mini episode. This is where we break down our breakdowns of the movies we just watched, answer your pressing questions, and let you know what to check out for next time. My name is Reed, and with me today we have Sam and Dave. So let's dive in. Uh, so yeah. Well, what's the name of it? It's it's so close to the the song and everything that I always forget it. It's Die Hard with Santa. What's it called? Violent Night. Violent Night. It's right there. It's not Silent Night, Deadly Night. Unfortunately, not everything can be. I think for the safety of the the universe, nothing else can be. David Harbor playing mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Very good. It is a Christmas party, so that's the diehard aspect of it. It's a rich family's Christmas party. Unclear as to what the business of the rich people is. Shady rich people mm, stuff. Right. It's a dysfunctional family, to say the least. Kind of like your next shady, dysfunctional, rich family. and I mean, that's in everything. There's no. It, I would like to see the movie with the, the functional rich family besides Richie Rich. That's a good point. But then violence happens. Yeah, there's violence. Uh, it's a there's a violent night it's like in the first 30 seconds santa pukes on someone so that just get, gets you <laughs> right it's a, an immediate vibe check <laughs> bad santa energy got yeah. you got you mm-hmm. <laughs> what i do like is that they they dig somewhat into uh some some more ambitious santa lore and santa was like a viking okay warrior and that's why he kicks so much ass hell yeah i'm here for santa lore so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say too much more other than how much could it be to rent it? Check it out. I was like on the fence about like, should I watch this? Because I, I was going to watch it alone. I'm like, is this a movie I can watch by myself? But now that I know that there's some deep lore in there, it's I'm v- in it. It's very stupid and at the very least entertaining. Sounds great. And John Leguizamo <laughs> cool. plays John Leguizamo. Yeah, I saw I saw Luigi Mario was in this one. <laughs> He's the most over the top actor, but me you know he does fine i don't 
when you've been making movies for as long as he has, you get you just get to do your shtick. Like, and that's just exactly. Fine. And he he is deeply <laughs> up his own ass in this movie. That's like that Nick Cage movie where the the extreme burden of great talent or whatever. Yeah, well, he plays Nick Cage. Yeah, with a K though. Yeah, it's, something. It's Nick. It's a bit different. Yeah, it's not really Nicholas Cage. <laughs> a different brand. Yeah, that I really like that movie. Um, I just came across a clip of the they have like a little Paddington two scene in there, and uh, that that's a conversation that I've had with with several people about Paddington and Paddington two, the Paddington universe really, where mm-hmm. I'm just begging everyone to please just watch it and like just watch two. You don't need to watch one, but watch one. Why wouldn't you? It's great. I mean, I love one. Dig right in. Rainy Saturday afternoon. I feel oh like my one and two back to back will go down so smooth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I haven't mm-hmm. seen either of them, so I, I fix yourself a marmalade sandwich. Hell yeah! And just press play. That's all you need. That's all you need. It's great. I'll talk to kids into watching it. It's a movie about a talking bear. What kid doesn't? Yeah, it's, it's an e- it's an easy sell. I'm not saying it's yeah. a tough sell, but the first one has a lot of hijinks energy because that bear do be making a mess, and that's uh, that made me nervous when I watched it the first time through. Because of all the water damage and things like that, but you know, <laughs> kid's gonna eat that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just thinking about, oh my god, their insurance is not gonna cover any of this. No, Paddington does not make a great pet. Oh, they got UK insurance. It might be different. He, he's more of a devil that rewards you with nice feelings if you do not kill him. Oh, I love and this. He, <laughs> he doesn't really engender that in everybody, just the ones closest to him. So it's it really hits on a, a bunch of different levels. He isn't a trial to everyone. Everyone else thinks he's pretty great. He does serve time for it, though, in Paddington, too, mm-hmm. which is good. I don't know if you're joking or not. No, he serves nope. time in Paddington, too. <laughs> Paddington, too, he goes to jail. Oh, who is that guy? Who is the guy that he... Ernest? Well, the Ernest goes did go to jail. To jail. Yeah. But that was because he had, that was more of an evil twin scenario. Speaking of which, I just thought about that. I, this season, I, I didn't watch it, but I thought about that movie. And it's pretty dark for a kid's Christmas movie. I don't Insanely know if you guys have ever, have ever seen that one. I just I, got I've the kids to watch Ernest Saves Christmas. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's not, not what I said. No, I'm talking about Ernest Goes to Jail. Oh, Ernest Goes to Jail, yes. Ernest Saves Christmas is pretty dark. Yeah, it's it's fairly dark. And Scared Stupid is it's pretty scary. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid is, in, in, yeah, insanely scary. Miak. Yeah. Gotta be stocked up. <laughs> we t- we talk about this a lot, just <laughs> tangentially. Eventually, we're going to have to watch the movie. Well, Ernest, er, Ernest looms large in my mind, honestly. And heart. <laughs> it's a big part of my middle school years. A lot of Weird Al, uh, Ernest energy going on there. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, Donald, Donald Gleason. Maybe is that what it is? Brendan Gleason. Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah, that's him. That him. He's a, he's in number two. He's in Paddington too. He's also in the Banshees of the Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Very good. I like this guy. I like the cut of his chip. He's in that movie. I haven't seen that one. That's on my list. The Banshees. Yeah, I got to see that that sucker. That's uh. I was gonna watch it on New Year's, but I was worried it was gonna be like sad. So I was like, um, it's definitely gonna be slightly sad. It's another Martin McDonough. I mean, he did he did in Bruges. Mm-hmm. with the same two guys like two guys who aren't friends anymore and there's gonna be like some trauma there and i'm I'm just too i can't watch good friends yell at each other <laughs> i can't, I can't I'm, I'm not ready for he that. also did seven psychopaths and three billboards outside ebbing missouri seven psychopaths not quite so depressing great but great movie though three billboards super depressing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i haven't seen either of those oh sam rockwell yeah there you go yeah he plays that dirty sheriff character or whatever the hell mm-hmm Sam Rockwell also in uh, See How They Run. Also in Moon. Also in Matchstick, man. Great, great movies all. Nick Cage, you, know, you circled it back in. <laughs> Thank God. How many degrees of Nick Cage? Just just, just like the one, I think. I just saw uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and I feel like <sighs> okay. I'm going to have to watch this movie a thousand times when it comes out digitally. It's because you want to see it or because your kids won't let you do anything else? Both. It's a mm. good movie. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. It's as good as it's almost as good as Shrek One. Can't be as good as Shrek Two. And it's way better than Shrek Two. What Shrek Two is way better than Shrek One? I disagree with you completely. <laughs> Shrek Two is like Godfather Two. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't. Shrek Two wins because it's got that big yeah. motherfucker in it. Mongo. Yeah, it's got Mongo in Shrek Two. That, that's a yeah. good point. I think it's better than Shrek Two. Is Mongo in Puss in Boots Two? No. Yeah. Mongo's dead. 
Manga's dead, my dude. Could have been reanimated. He sleeps beneath the waves. John Mulaney is in Puss in Boots too, as himself, which is fun. No, as a uh, as Jack Horner. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good look for does him. Does he sit yeah. in the corner eating his pumpkin pie um, or something? I don't think it's pumpkin, because he he sticks his thumb in that motherfucker and pulls out a plum. Oh yeah, right, plum right. Pies. Uh, but uh, but what but what is this? What is the thing? Eating his something pie, right? He's big Jack Horner instead of little Jack Horner. Okay, and it's subversion. It's quite good he's real mad that he didn't get a fairy tale he only got a poem this is the top five google search little jack horner eating what pie (laughs) a christmas pie a christmas pie okay Mm -hmm. so a non-specific okay that makes sense that he would stick his thumb in and pull out a plum indeed but and say what a good boy am i that is what he said. That do be what he be saying. <laughs> yeah, after he stuck his thumb into the Christmas pie. I can't recommend this movie enough. You don't have to have seen the first Puss in Boots because I don't think I did. Do you have to know what type of pie Little Jack Horner ate in the corner? They will show you. There's a test. So you knew it was Christmas pie all along and you let me just spin. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't want to give too many spoilers away for this one because it just came out like two weeks ago. When did that one come out, Little Jack? Horner? I have a non-fruit related question about this. Hit me. From the trailer, it seemed to me that it had um, kind of like into the Spider Verse energy. With uh, like the animation was not just like a, a 3D PS1 cutscene, but like they're really playing in the space. It... Yeah, there is some normal CGI action stuff, but there is mm-hmm. like pulled from fairy tale books kind of art style. Pretty neat to see on the big screen. Little Jack Horner came came from Mother Goose's Melody or Sonnets for the Cradle in 1765, so I don't think you have to worry about spoiling that for our well, listeners. Well, I, mean, I meant I didn't want to spoil. Well, it is a part of the, <laughs> the it's Christmas a part pie. of the plot. It's a part of the plot. <laughs> so the director has done a lot of these. He's done. This is the same director as okay. Let's he's starting out strong. B movie. <laughs> Oof. The Jerry Seinfeld Oof. vehicle. He was the story artist, whatever that means. So wait a minute. And then so this his first directorial debut was uh Trolls Holiday, then The Crudes, which I've heard is actually really solid. A solid movie. Uh and then this More Nick Cage. In the zone there. I was just wondering if there was any maybe the I wonder what the studio was that did that. DreamWorks. So how many boots do you give Puss in Boots, Dave, out of two? This gets two boots. Two boots out of two. Sure. <laughs> two out of two boots. <laughs> Unless you're a horse, in which case it gets four boots. Florence Pugh is in it. Uh, she, she didn't tell me. It must have been a surprise. Olivia Coleman, the queen from The Crown and the cop on Hot Fuzz, she's in it. Yes. <laughs> Star of stage and screen. If Florence farts in church, she, she sits in her own pew. Oh, no. I think Confucius said that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Oh, she's in Mitchell's and the Machines, too. That's also another really great animation movie. That's Oh, great. Yeah, that's a great one. Animated features over the last three years, like ever since the old, the old stay-at-home. The old panda. I think that all started with, I think, Trolls World Tour came out in March 2020. It was like <laughs> the first one to come out to digital right away. Mm-hmm. because like what are you gonna do yeah one of many that, that came out like a day one digital release that i had to uh rent and view with kids mm-hmm. to your point like mitchell's versus the machines there's like a whole bunch that came out in 2020 that were just like you know back to back pretty much bangers ron's gone wrong very good movie. um then there's like the uh the mm-hmm. what's the irish ghibli oh i'm not sure oh wolf walkers those ones the yeah, Wolfwalkers, Secret of the Kells. Um, Those are great. Oh, I, I don't know about any of these. Oh, man. They are definitely worth watching. I think Wolfwalkers is Apple Plus. If you haven't seen it, you you should see it. Yeah, I really like the, this re- recent spate of uh, animations that are not just doing like CG animation, but they're starting with like Hotel Transylvania. Mm-hmm. I probably talked about this before, how like they're using animation techniques now, and it's uh, it's really fun to see them. Yeah, it's Cartoon Saloon is the production company, and they had Secret of Kells, Song of the Sea, The Breadwinner, and Wolfwalkers. Wolfwalkers came out in 2020. And then there's a new one, My Father's Dragon. It's on Netflix right now. I don't know anything about it. I'll check it out, though. But yeah, they're, they're basically like 
the the, the Irish Ghibli. Okay. Ghibli when of the West. That? Yeah. Ghibli of the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of 3D animation and the sea, um, I went over um, the holiday weekend. And what did you see? Uh, that joke made a splash. I got to tell you, I got soaking wet. I, got, I put on my 3D <laughs> glasses and I got soaked on the sea way of water. Avatar. Yeah, it wasn't 4D, so any soaking was entirely personal. Mm-hmm, yeah, that was just me, <laughs> just dripping wet, baby. <laughs> was it a feast for the eyes? It was good. It was really good. The 3D was um was like really. It was good to see someone actually plan for the 3D as opposed to just like do like a 3d stereoscope in post you know what i mean the first one was like that's why 3d got popular because they were geared specifically for 3d and the experiential aspect cameron's not known for fucking around and taking shortcuts right right well the cameron wanted to like launch the 3d revolution then and be like all right what what other amazing things can people do with 3d and then nobody did fucking anything and they just ruined it they've just put everything out in 3d for no fucking reason Mm -hmm. and everybody got sick of it and he's like okay fuck well now i gotta do this in 3d again they also did i don't know now i have never seen anything in high like high frame rate before but there were some sequences that were shot and i don't know if all theaters do this but some theaters can and some theaters can't do like do the high frame rate of like 120 frames or whatever it is but there were some sequences that looked kind of crazy and i i couldn't tell if it was because it was scaled down or scaled up but there were some moments where i'm like whoa that looks nuts but um some other movies that have come out with like high frame rate like gemini man was high frame rate aquarius man Mm-hmm, Sagittarius mm-hmm. Man. Taurus Man was really good. I like that one. Cancer Man was a sad one. Yeah. All. <laughs> Cancer Man was really sad one. Yeah. <laughs> it won an Oscar, though, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, it would. The sad ones do, yeah. But no, it was really cool. I really liked it. Um, They did a great trick because when the movie starts up and then you're like, it starts up, you watch a couple of previews in 3D and you're like, oh, that's fun. And then the movie starts and you're like, okay. And then there was a moment when I realized, oh yeah, I'm going to look at um, weird blue fox people for the next three and a half hours. (laughs) And it was a little disconcerting. It was a little unpleasant, not like unpleasant at first, but there was like a kind of a transitional period. And they did the same thing in the first movie. And I'm positive that I've talked about this before, where they put more and more clothes on the Navi as the movie went to like humanize them and kind of normalize it. So by the end of the movie, you're seeing these Navi and it's not even registering that these aren't regular people. Yeah. And they're wearing chinas. (laughs) Right. And they do, I was wondering how they were going to like do like, I, I was wondering like, okay, how is Jim Cameron going to recreate the magic of avatar? And what he did was just did another avatar. He just basically made a framework for what an avatar is Go to a new place, meet the new creatures, um, have a big fight. Have sex with them. I mean... You, you, know. you got it. I mean, what are you going to do, not? There's some stuff for Vore fans in this one, let's just say. You know, sometimes I wish I did a little more of my life instead of hanging out in front of places selling weed and shit. Like, maybe be an animal doctor. Why not me? I like seals and shit. Or maybe an astronaut. Yeah. I'd be the first motherfucker to see a new galaxy or find a new alien life form. And fuck it. And people be like, there he goes. Homeboy fucked a Martian once. I think I think after seeing this movie, you know how like Quentin Tarantino, everyone's like, oh, he like likes women's feet because he always puts barefoot women in. I think I think I think Jim Cameron might want to fuck him a whale. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> the blowholes are right there, bro. This alien, this alien whale in this number. There's all kind of there's a mess of blowholes. Why wouldn't they call them whaleians? Sam. Well, that's that's what the humans would call them for sure. I don't yeah. know what the word the, the Navi word for that is. 
actually there there is for sure a word they're called like tualalalas or some bullshit what else is there besides unobtainium what are they trying to get after this one they got a new one <laughs> did they name it not unobtainium because i was that really turned me off can't get at it um <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those you can't have this um not dogium <laughs> super rarium uh, no wouldn't be well though. the problem is i here's the thing that i here's the thing <laughs> that i found out after the fact and it made me upset to know because i used, always used to dunk on this fact in in avatar which is like a pretty good movie but there's lots of stuff to dunk on and unobtainium is a pretty big thing to dunk on but it turns out that's a science word that doesn't make it good yeah, it's like a it's like a slang science word for a a, a a mineral that doesn't exist yet, or whatever, or an element that doesn't exist. There's a lot of stupid words that you're not supposed to use in movies because they're stupid. Quite, that's one of them. That's like top five. What's the dumbest scientific word to put in your billion dollar franchise? Yeah, that's like calling it MacGuffin. Here's the thing. That is how that's how Jim Cameron movies get made. My buddy Jim. He, that's how he makes movies but the problem is is his movies are like kind of big dumb and not like big dumb and stupid but extremely obvious but never once do you give a shit they assume you're the lowest common denominator when you go into those movies we really want you to get it he has no time for that he's got to show you the fucking eight minute long motorcycle sequence or whatever you know he's got no time for fucking that he's like here's some here's some like shorthand here's a guy smoking a big cigar here's somebody drinking a big cup of coffee and in this one someone drinks a big cup of coffee from a robot hand so like this is like Mm -hmm. this is next level stuff it's like uh, in aliens where they play that game bishop plays a game of stabby hand like Mm mm-hmm by the time that sequence is over, you understand what every single one of those Marines is because they're just archetypes. And that's like fine because you, you we got we've got 42 minutes of aliens and corridors dripping ass wet that we got to get to. <laughs> and that's what this movie is. And they passed that up as oh, the name. That was the subtitle. That was the working title. You know, aliens <laughs> colon in corridors dripping ass wet. <laughs> dripping ass wet. They're very gooshy creatures. <laughs> and he's been fascinated with that vision, and so he made Avatar Way of Water. Here's the thing. Saw the movie, liked the movie. We'll probably watch it again, maybe even in a theater. But, Jim, I don't know. I don't know why you needed to 3D mocap this. I don't know. There's a lot about making movies that I don't quite understand, but I don't, I don't get that. I would like him to explain that t- t- part to me. He wants you to feel like you're there. Is it worth watching this movie if I didn't really enjoy the first one? Did you see the first one in theaters? Yes. Okay. Hmm. I only saw it once. I didn't really like it. I mean, I think it's quite a spectacle. If you enjoy watching movies in 3D, I think probably. Um, here's the thing I'll say. I am I'm a, not like a nervous peer, but if I know I can't pee, I mm. feel like I've got to. And I watched this movie about in and around water the entire run of it. Nary a piss? Didn't even cross my mind. So interesting. <laughs> he's he's done some magic. I'm sure they did some 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 focus testing to make sure. You did say that you got really wet. Now could there be I know correlation isn't causation. Right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it possible that you just forgot that you were sitting at a movie so much so that you just pissed yourself? Well, I will say nobody nobody said anything about that. Um or or I I guess they wouldn't. It's dark in the theater. I don't know. Jake was there, though, so. And he would have told you if you were dripping ass wet. Certainly would have <laughs> called you out. <laughs> Colon aliens. He's, they've got to wake five more of these things. One of them is going to be. Speaking of Gucci, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pass this up, and I don't want to jump all over the place. No, no, absolutely no. I don't want to Tarantino this episode too much, but in Violent Night, there mm-hmm. is some some ass gore. <laughs> there is some plunging sharp bits into an ass. Ah, oh, man. we sh- we. So we're going to have to watch that for next Christmas. It's right on brand for us. We definitely should have done that. There's a phenomenal sequence, and God, I, I hope I'm not giving it up too much. We watch Santa versus the devil instead of this. What fools us? Because we could post the video live. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a live one. Yeah. Okay. Please. There's a whole sequence in this movie dedicated to Home Alone pranks. 
Oh, that's okay. So the, I just want to say there's there's a part where they do Home Alone pranks, and it's a little bit more what you would expect the Home Alone pranks to achieve happens Realism. in this one. <laughs> and that's that's all I want to say about that, because there's a lot of really just choice stuff. All this information you're giving me, Sam, is is just making sure that this is going to be the next thing that I watch. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, you don't even have to watch it at Christmas. It's a evergreen. All right, a couple of points, a couple of avatar points to may- maybe entice you, Dave. M- maybe the, the the issue, some avatar maybe your issue, right? <laughs> maybe one of your issues with the first movie is that you you didn't dig on the aliens because, as we as we know, um, one of the one of James Cameron's um, stipulations for the alien design is that you still have to want to fuck the alien. Mm-hmm, Important. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Smurfette. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A Smurfette effect. Um, but in this one, there's a different flavor of aliens. They go to like the water tribe and the water, they swim. And so the ones that we know are the Navi of the forest, the forest people. So we go live with some like ocean people and they have like different tails and are a different color uh, and swim real good. So do they still do the hair connection thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just do it underwater. You can't disregard that that occurs. <laughs> if it wasn't in this movie, that would be wild. <laughs> and that would be really just revisionist history. True. Right. At this point. Well, because all the animals have them, too. That's how you do your, your weird sicko bond. Yeah, it's, they're space penis and stuff, you know. Well, I feel like it's more of, I, I, I think there is, a, I think there's certainly, I think the, the mistake they made was using the tails during the sex scene, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I get it because you're trying to do a demolition man, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but also then that's all that anybody could think about with it. So then when you're hooking, also hooking up to like the dire horses and the, and the <laughs> banshees and whatnot. Yeah, that's sort of problematic in a way. They were hooking it their be- genitals up. If that's a perfect analog to sex, then it's not good. Right. So I, I but I think what it what it really is, it's just like that's like the USB port to that person's brain. Right. It's not always sex.exe. And that's why horses right. are always bucking you off, Dave. Okay. Because you're not really sure that <laughs> <laughs> the they, distinction. They, they don't have that that tentacle thing, but they just they do know. Yeah. <laughs> like dogs can smell fear and horses fucking know. They, they can get smell it. horniness. <laughs> That one time. That one time, Jesus. Some horse pheromones that Dave gives off. So you know how um, there's a, there's an actual kind of disease called toxoplasmosis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is lived and is transmitted by rodents and and like things that eat rodents and like felines. So like cats get it, mm-hmm. and humans can get it. But what it does is it makes mice really want to get eaten by cats. So you guys know about this. You've heard about this. Indeed. When humans get it, though, it makes them fucking go nuts for cats and, like, cat pee and stuff because they got the, a brain parasite, right? Is there is there a disease that makes people crazy for horses? Because I feel like a lot of people who are around horses are fucking crazy for horses. Like, and I like horses. Horses are cool. No, oh, horses are cool, yeah. To get rid of the bit, horses are cool. But no, I don't want to be around horses constantly. Uh, I wonder if it's the amount of money they put into being around horses constantly that makes them into it. No, because then there'd be so many people at the gym all year round. That's a good point. You spend a lot of money on a gym membership, and that doesn't make you want to go. Mm-hmm. The horse love comes before the spend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a horse is like the same as like owning like a a bigger like a larger boat. You know what I mean? I saw that horse girls are the same as car guys. And they say that the the best two days of a horse owner's life are the day uh-huh. that he purchases a horse. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the day that that horse is rendered into glue. <laughs> Real sticky situation you put yourself in. The day, yeah, the day that the the vet finally gives him the go ahead to kill that fucking horse, <laughs> he bought that thing for his daughter twelve fucking years ago. Thorn in my side ever since. Yeah, this thing's sick, right? No, this horse will live another five years. This horse is sick, right? Really sick, incurably so. 
I feel like it's really arrogant of people to like have like tortoises as pets because like they live so long. They live so long. They'll outlive you. I buy like a lot. I have a red-eared slider right over there. You have to put it in the will. That's like a generational animal. That seems very arrogant. My kid made the mistake of saying my turtle and I go, we'll remember that because you're getting this turtle. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Those things are too big. They live too long. You might say that they belong in the public domain. They're wicked yeah. low maintenance. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Well, they Speaking can just like... of which, <laughs> <laughs> I had a proposal for how we might handle the rest of this month, depending on what we decide we want to do on a whim. Oh, okay, okay. And I was thinking something like uh, pub- public domainuary. Okay. Where we could then do another live episode, Metropolis just entered the public domain. Classic Fritz Lung. It's a great movie. Piece of actual good cinema. Oh. Speaking okay. of, we still need to watch that Winnie the Pooh horror. Yeah, we talked about that. That was, it's very, just the thought of it is very troubling. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Is it out? Blood and Honey? I don't think so. I would think not. We would have to know about that. I feel like the Google would have alerted me. Blood and Honey comes out this year. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes. <laughs> My algorithm is a little bit tighter than than having missed that release date. February 15th, that's soon. Looming, one might say. So one more thing, I got a loop, I got a loop back around. To, we got to head back to Pandora for one last mm-hmm. second because I have to mention this because Sigourney Weaver is in this movie. Of course, as Ripley. <laughs> she does she has a scene as ripley and it's believe it or not there's like a flashback or like kind of like a memory dream sequence you know there's one of those so like yeah sigourney weaver's in this movie uh which is how i thought she would be involved in this movie but she also plays a teenage navi hmm. that looks like a blue version of her as a navi as like a teenager from the first one just like as a, a teenager sink your teeth into that one let me grab a pick for you because it is, it adds another another layer of uh, kind of like uncanny valley. Because you're like, well, that is, that is, uh, Sigourney Weaver as a child who is blue. What's it called? Oh shit! What's her name? Kiri. Dave, you fucking absolute villain. It's a sickness. <laughs> Would you look up Sigourney Weaver Shrek? I did that on, on um, AI. Sigourney Weaver as a Shrek is what I put in. And, and you got that before Reed could find the picture from the actual mo- movie that he's looking for. This is why. That was the only one that I could show. The rest of them are really bad. There, fucking look at that article. Scorny Weaver is a fucking alien. But the good trick they did in this one is that... Oh, that's weird. Right as you're getting used to the way that like the Navi E look again, they move to a new location and the other ones look weirder. And so what it does is it reinforces to you. You're like, I know those fucking blue people. And then it, so it makes the blue Navi, like the forest people look even more human to you because the other ones look a little bit more different. Mm. It's a fucking slam dunk because by the end of the movie, I was like, oh my God, this, this is not like a live action. These are CG characters. I forgot what I was looking at. One last thing we can, I'll, I'll leave avatar alone there's a kid in this one who's just a human who just hangs out with them and his name is spider i love that and he also wears the avatar little loincloth and runs around they the the whole movie he's in a little loincloth that makes sense did you guys watch glass onion i did not yeah man there was just a guy walking around (laughs) that's not part uh, of the experience i really (laughs) thought i really thought he would be part of the experience but spoilers not part of the experience they tell you right up front that's a great movie um i loved it speaking of you know rich rich assholes or whatever from before yeah ed norton in a role he's born to play a rich asshole it looked right <laughs> absolutely nailed it great movie it was a lot of fun um i love that whodunits are back in a big way yeah everywhere i love that that every every movie is now a little bit of a whodunit very cool. Uh, what's coming back next? If we can get Westerns back, ah, oh, bro, I'd be so excited. They come back every few years. Yeah, it seems like they, they, they're they cyclically back in. Because I feel like the, the Hateful Eight is probably like a pretty highly regarded Western. And then before that, Open Range and stuff. I'm hoping we get like a... 
like a like a cyberpunk western, like a Fallout kind of western. I would love that. We had a Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Aren't they making a Fallout TV show? They are. Maybe. The Fallout uh, movie of my heart is definitely uh, Book of Eli. I think that's the best Fallout movie so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, Mad Max is basically mm-hmm. the Fallout movie, too, but... Mad Max is more a Borderlands movie. I feel like Fury Road. I think that's accurate. I want a Bioshock movie to actually happen. They keep talking about it, and they keep not doing it. Well, here's the thing. It's a multiverse, so that's good. It's very good for TV because you could do a different Bioshock every time. I'm here for it. You could do like American Horror Story style. It's just like kind of vignette series. That would be pretty cool. Reuse the same people. I've been, I just got that free on something, um, Infinite, and I was considering giving that one a go again. So we got, we got pretty far into this, but um, my two pitches for the next movie were um, Metropolis, Okay. Or we could do anything else in public domain. Or my other idea, which was back to the original planuary, uh, where we do one of the movies we're supposed to do. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. We could do something like that. That would be pretty. <laughs> something novel, like one of the movies we set out to do in the first place. Uh, if that's so, I sent you guys a list of the next couple that were on the list. Oh, you know what? I, I do see one that would... That would get me excited here. I wonder if maybe we can find a um, a comic that goes along with that in, in on the hoopla. But what if we did? Um, can we do tales tales from the crypt? Demon Knight. I mean, maybe we don't have to do a deeper dive as normal. Just like kind of like a casual conversation about Demon Knight, perhaps. I'm good with that. I like that. Um, the episode we're hoping to do next is uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. I've not seen this one. I'm excited. It's got Billy Zane. And maybe we can find a comic that's related. But if not, I had an idea for a comic to do that is that I know is on the hoopla called Shirtless Bear Fighter. <laughs> I'm sold okay. by the name. So, yeah, it's. let me just give you the little brief synopsis of Shirtless Bear Fighter. This sounds Axe Cop related. It's, it's Axe Cop adjacent for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so after being betrayed by the bears that raised him, the legendary okay. <laughs> shirtless bear fighter wanders the forest he's sworn to protect, fist fighting uh-huh. bears, eating flapjacks, and being the angriest man the world has ever known. Eating flapjacks. By author authors Jody Lehup, maybe? Possibly Lehup. Possibly Lehup and uh Sebastian Gurner. Hmm. Yeah. So um I don't really know anything about it, which makes makes it slightly more fun. I just know that I googled top titles on Hoopla, and that came up pretty quick. So I love that the Bear family has betrayed him. I'm really intrigued by that. <laughs> yes, and I yeah, I have to figure out, get to the bottom of that one. <laughs> How did they do him dirty? It's, it's, it's going to be the Bears are like a crime family or something, right? That's the only thing. Well, that's Puss in Boots. I thought you said you weren't going to spoil it. Well, that's not a spoiler. That's That's something that's... Oh, but the Christmas pie was a spoiler? that wasn't in the trailer (laughs) those bears do look mean i'm pretty they have they have like eyeshadow on it's very spooky i just shared with you uh what looks like one of the trade covers (laughs) gosh (laughs) yeah it's the the shirtless bear fighter Um, i don't know if we could put that on our website with a plate of flapjacks (laughs) Laying on top of a bearskin rug, uh, completely naked. Uh huh. And it says, "Join the war on bearer." <laughs> <laughs> this guy I like. I mean, I don't like his his bits and kibbles out on that. And I mean, I guess it makes sense because he is he is a, he is a bear fighter to be laying on a bearskin rug. He's shirtless, certainly, but there he's bottomless as well. He was raised by bears. True. And as you know, they go bare naked. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, this quote, um, I'm very, I'm very excited about. Uh, as wonderfully wild as it is, completely literal. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he's he's fairly naked in a lot of these images. And I didn't search for shirtless bear fighter nude or anything. I just typed search shirtless bear fighter. Oh, it's a, is it a double thing? Because he's a he's a bear, and it's he's got a he's fighting bears. A ray of hairy sunshine in a bleak shirt-filled world. 
I like that <laughs> quote a lot. <laughs> he's usually wearing jeans, but he's evidently often also naked. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if I had his bod, I would I would definitely show it off as well. So, I mean, I can't blame him. I can't believe this this passed without my notice. You gotta put your hog away there, though, boss. You can't be you can't be doing that. <laughs> Just a tasteful little pouch. That's all I ask of you. Looks like Gerard Butler. So we have some potentials. <laughs> um, episode release dates have been a little screwy lately and are likely yeah. to continue to be just we'll as unpredictable. Be. But yeah, you can trust that we're we're still uh, we're still cooking stuff up in the lab. So one of the next comics will be Shirtless Bear Fighter. If not this next one, uh, it will be something that we do. And the next movie slash whatever Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Hell yeah! That's the Billy Zane one, right? Oh yeah, that's got that's okay. got our man Billy in that for it's sure. It's been a while since I've seen it, so it's not going to be a fresh watch for me. But it will be. I'll be seeing it with new eyes. It'll be a completely fresh watch for me. I'm a different person than I was back then. That's true. That's true. I mean, we've just come out. We've just come out of the new year, so you know, new, new year, new podcast, new year, same Billy Zane, same old Billy Zane. He's a professional. Same old Billy Zane. It's like a bottle movie. You get trapped in like a hotel or something, and like, oh, scary stuff. Yeah, I'm into that. It's like Blair Witch too. <laughs> well, I would have gone with Devil, where they were all in the elevator. <laughs> Somewhere here we'll have to have an ad break. And <laughs> and that just happened. And what else do we have to talk about? Oh, well, Reed, you were out for several uh, episodes. Anything anything you want to talk about? Any questions you want to ask about? Uh, well, we, we haven't had a mini since before October. Oh, man. October, yes. We did Jason Takes Manhattan. Hellraiser, yeah. Hellworld, Jigsaw, mm-hmm. Child's Play 2019, Halloween Ends, Bronson, Magnum P.I. episode, Solo Flight, Inexplicably, <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit, Lethal Weapon, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, Black Christmas 2006, and Santa Claus vs. the Devil, since we've done our last mini, just wow. to name a few. I know, I want to bring up something from the last mini. Okay. Is, uh, Flavor, Flavor of, of Love, Love came out before Rock of Love. Definitely came out before Rock of Love. Uh, it's been sitting on my head since september yeah and i don't even remember the context i I just said that i thought that that was one of that was the first the rock of love was the first one you guys can go back and listen for the context but but i feel like there was something before flavor of love that will make you just as wrong i don't think so (laughs) i really enjoyed um i think the uh, all the episodes were were very good um i liked i liked the redesign i really liked your intro sam uh i very much enjoyed the um the magnum pi episode <laughs> one especially like the bit with like the spider and the fly and all that stuff oh yeah that's it's very a, profound it's a good episode i mean of magnum pi maybe not of this podcast <laughs> it was a fine episode of the podcast i i listened while i um was was doing a, a cleaning I, I was not a cleaning like i was at the dentist but i was cleaning the house <laughs> and i i put on the put on the pot it was very uh i was i was quite entertained i'm glad i missed out on bronson honestly because that seemed like a kind of a bummer of a flick God, it was it was really good though i loved it uh it depends do you think seeing tom hardy's wiener on full display is a bummer well there is that because if so, then yeah, it was a bummer. Completely oiled up. Because <laughs> you do. <laughs> the problem with true stories is they're mostly bummers. I mean, the ones that are worth telling. That's why I, I was talking to somebody uh, at work the other day, and they said they like to read. And I said, oh, do you prefer uh, fiction or not? She said, that's not, not, that's not much of a distinction. I said, isn't that... Like it the is. primary, but that's the only distinction, distinction that matters. <laughs> <laughs> now I could see if if we want to have a philosophical discussion about stuff being stranger than fiction. Well, like I was thinking about it after she said that because I was like, my immediate thought was like, "Are oh, you for sure read nonfiction?" Because she seemed like she, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I and I admire people who can read nonfiction, but that's too much of a bummer for me to read directly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll I'll read fiction about 
uh, you know, not like about bombers, but like a, a mythic, a magical bummer. Like, I don't want to hear about like a Zeppelin accident, but if it's like goblins, I'd feel much better about that. Yeah, right. That's why people will read Animal Farm and not like history books about Stalin and stuff, you know. I mean, it's a bummer when it happens to the uh, horses or whatever, <laughs> whoever it happens to in that. <laughs> See, yeah, no, I don't even like, I, I don't even like fiction dramas. Like, give me a little action. Give me a little spice. Right. Like, that's only a subplot. I, I'm trying to escape. Um, I don't know. Lethal Weapon is fiction bummer, but there's the action and spice that brings you back in, at least. Well, those buddy cop comedies and stuff of the 80s, they had a, they had a, a pretty decent formula. I mean, the, the relationship mm. is funny. The stuff that they talk about is funny. The stuff that's happening is not funny. Yeah. But it takes or adds a level of mundanity, perhaps, to something that's a little bit more fraught i would rather movies be more like that than than the arm are kind of like the robert downey jr vacation of like movie comedy you know what i mean which is something i really enjoy and when robert downey jr does that i'm like i fucking love this you're killing this but when all when everyone is doing it i'm like ah come on give me a little something it's very it's very formulaic Living your they world. They found one they like and they stuck with it. Yeah, I mean that being said, those movies are all pretty good. But honestly, Shang Chi really broke that mold for me. I liked it. A, a himbo main character that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shang Chi was Thor, great. Thor is kind of a himbo, but he's like he's like mean about it. And Shang Chi is just just kind of like he's very nice and also just happens to be good at kung fu or whatever. Uh. Sorry, remember. Yes, that je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is punning it out today. <laughs> Did either of you guys see Black Adam? Nope. I can't bring myself to because I'm not sure if it's going to exist after James Gunn fully takes over. Yeah, what well, that's uh, the, the only reason I wanted to watch Black Adam was because Pierce Brosnan plays Dr. Fate. And I really like the magic side of the DC universe. That was pretty exciting for me. But yeah, now if he doesn't exist, I'll be pretty sad. Although I heard, I I saw an article where there may be talks of getting a brandy new John Constantine starring Keanu Reeves. Now we're talking. That's actually signed and sealed. Just needs to be delivered. Hell yeah. Like John Wick, John Constantine, I'm here for yeah. it. Nobody nobody cares that the Constantine movie has nothing to do with the comics and everything to do with just Keanu Reeves doing ghost shit. It touched on the comic for a second and then it was, then it jumped right off, yeah. It's like an alternate universe version. It's yeah. like, what if Constantine was American? Honestly, and then like nothing else has really changed. I, I dig the, the multiverse of it all because what they're yeah. just, I mean, they've talked about how they're going to have a Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire, like... Why can't all these movies continue? I fucking love Constantine with Keanu Reeves. I, I love the series. I love British John Constantine. British John Constantine on the TV show. Matt Ryan. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Crime that that ended. He was perfect. Well, luckily, he's also on all of the animated stuff, so right. he got a little extended run there. But yeah, I love that. I love that Constantine. Super good. Justice League Dark is one of my favorite runs of comics maybe ever. And the movie's cool. The animated Justice League Darks. It's also very cool. Um, But yeah, that Constantine, it's so fucking good. You got Keanu Reeves. You got fucking Rachel Weisz. You got uh, Shia LaBeouf. Jaiman Hansu. Yeah. I mean. As Midnight. I hope we get a little bit more of him in the new Guardians as well, because he's mm-hmm. in so many movies, and I feel like he's so underserved, but I would love to get some more Jaiman Hansu in Guardians. That guy who yells a lot. He's good. He's a good character. We're going so long, but did you ever watch <laughs> the um, Nick Cage Color Out of Space? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was Really wild accents. Really wild. It was insane. He was really going for it. I had, to, I had to watch it in like um, two sittings because I was I was getting a little too disturbed. My girl chopped off her fingers and I was like, okay, I, I, I can't be doing this. She chopped off her fingers in that too? I thought that. Was that the, not the movie? Wait, Wait, are you talking about the Cabinet of Curiosities or whatever that, um, speaking of Guillermo del Toro. 
I think they, I think she chopped off her fingers. Maybe she might chop off her fingers in that one too. That's crazy if she does. I'm like almost positive. It's one. It's like the exact same scene. Like she's like chopping vegetables with her back turned, and then she's like chopping fingers. Maybe I could be. Hit me up in the comments. Tell me I'm wrong. Fucking come at me. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> good to be back baby thank you <laughs> so much for listening please remember to rate review and subscribe hit us up at nerdplexygmail.com uh, on the, the cursed landscape that was a social media platform twitter we are at nerdplexypod piloted by an intrepid explorer Dave yeah hit me up at the face of Dave let me know what your weird animal you would bond with would be uh, <laughs> Navi style yeah, hit me up there. I got two different kinds of fish in a whale, so let's know. A tulacoon, that's what the whales are called. Fuck. He got that in my brain. Damn you, James Cameron. <laughs> I am at um, at PGH underscore read pretty much everywhere. Check me out. Uh, Sam's at PGH underscore SVH. Join us next time for Back to Planuary. We'll be watching Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. And the next mini, we'll be talking about Shirtless Bear Fighter, probably. Yeah. So, uh, you just got your new subscribe, your your new borrows on Hoopla. So, go ahead and grab that first volume, whatever the fuck it is, one to five, one to four, who cares? You'll you'll know which (laughs) one. Uh, And read that for next time for the comic book, Book of the Month Club. But until we meet again, we'd like to leave you with this thought to ponder. What's your New Year's resolution? Because I resolve to watch more movies and uh, read more comics. Doesn't have to be a hard thing to do. I I have I do have a resolution. So Dave, tell us your resolution while I pull up mine. I I want to lose like thirty pounds for real. Thirty pounds. It's doable. I it have is. the formula. Don't eat like an idiot. It's eat less. Yeah. Move more. I've done it before, and then I put it all back on. That's what you do. Not all of it. Not all life. of it, but a good, a good chunk of it. <laughs> Let me see if it's on IMDb. No, call it if not. Um, you resolve to meet the Navi. <laughs> yeah, I'll quote. I'll quote Colonel Quaritch here, um, and say, the "Well, water has no beginning and no end. Our hearts beat in the womb of the world. I oh, got it. Water connects all things. Life to oh, death. Yeah, he did this Darkness to me earlier. To light. <laughs> the sea gives oh, and the sea takes. Yeah. Water connects all things. Yes. That, he found it. It's right there. It was too low. Oc. I typed Avatar way of water quote. <laughs> it's the first thing that pops up. I or else I wouldn't <laughs> stolen it from you. Read your resolution should be to Google faster. <laughs> Google faster. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be, I'm going to be like a way of water and I'm going to talk to whales and they fucking water can they flow fu- and it can crash. Oh shit! As Bruce Lee says, Bruce, yeah, man, and so. water can go in a big whale's mouth and put its little brain tentacle on their big brain tentacle. Do do a bond. Water's kind of sexy if you think about it, James Cameron. <laughs> did you ever fuck water, James Cameron? Well, Guillermo de, Guillermo del Toro did it. <laughs> grinding Nemo. <laughs> yeah. Is this just kind of like the sequel to that, to Shape of Water? Yeah. Well, that's the. I mean, there's five of these things, so I mean, you got to leave some room. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't jump to the the weird fish dicks. You got to build. Kanye West can. He jumps in on and around them. He loves them. He things. loves fish dicks. I, that's why he moved to Montana because like he loves them too much. <laughs> you know, he's got to get far away from the sea.